is the Meeting of Minds podcast with me, Philippa Robinson. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Philippa. Today, I am going to talk about part of my journey that has has only really come to me this year and it is a a result of the development and growth that I've been through in the last four years but really um, this realization has only come to me this year and it's been a real surprise to me. So for those of you who don't haven't listened to um, any of my story so far, um, I just a very quick recap. I ha, I I suppose I would call myself an, a high achiever, maybe an overachiever. Definitely, the high achieving didn't come from a good place. Uh, I'm a child of an alcoholic. I grew up with quite a bit of trauma in my life. And uh, in 2017, at the age of 47, I experienced um, something in my right eye um, where I really genuinely thought I was going to lose the sight in that eye. And what started from there was um, an unraveling, a crisis, some might call it. I It was, I was in crisis at the time, but it really became an unraveling of my life that had been been my life up until that point, a re-evaluation, a looking, looking inwards, a lot of deep work. And, you know, it's been messy and it's not been pretty, but it has been absolutely awesome and I wouldn't want to not have done that work now and that's easy for me to say now I am where I am there were times I didn't want to carry on but I did and I'm here now and what has happened is I have felt able to take the mask off that was stuck to my face for many, 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 many years, I have come out from inside what I called my two-inch thick suit of armour that kept me protected from the rest of the world. And I have found a way to be me, be myself in the world. And what I discovered or came to realise in February this year was that I I am actually really sensitive and I am what um, can be described as a highly sensitive person. It is also um, described more sort of clinically as sensory processing sensitivity um, which sort of makes it sound like a syndrome or a it's a personality trait really and I can I can see now that I have always been this sensitive person um, but 
what I thought it was in my chaotic and emotionally neglectful childhood, I thought my sensitivity was actually an indication that I was not was broken in some way or not quite right or not able to cope with things like other people could. And I think that is largely why I pretty much shut down. And I pretty much shut down at quite a young age. Um, And as I say, it took me to my late 40s to reverse or start to reverse that. Um, So, you know, some people sort of think me calling myself an HSP is sort of a label um, and some people don't like labels and I get that and that is totally their um, prerogative. Uh, I find realisations such as I am a child of an alcoholic and I'm an HSP are actually really helpful because they help me make sense of things that I feel and ways that I behave. They, you know, our brains are wired to help us make sense of things. And if we, if things are chaotic or we, we don't seem to be able to make sense of things, our brains will our brains will make a story that 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 does make sense. And the story that I told myself when I was younger was that sort of, I don't belong here. I don't fit in. I'm useless. I'm, I need to try really hard. Um, I need to desperately achieve in ways that I can achieve to make up for the areas in which I'm lacking, you know, that is the story that my brain made up to help me, um, to help me exist really, and to help me survive. So to now come to have a different label, for want of a better word, but a different way of looking at things and looking at me and how I am and how I exist, I find enormously helpful. Um, So finding out I was, I am an HSP, you know, it's still very much a journey that I am on. Sorry to use the J word, um, but it it does feel like a journey. It does feel like this is a a path, a trip, uh, whatever you want to call it, that I am stepping along bit by bit. And as I leave one bit, some some learning, old learning, or I leave some pattern of behavior, or I leave something behind, I find something new. And it very much does feel like I am stepping forward along a path on this journey Um, and you know it's not always forward it can be two steps forward one step back but I am slowly and surely making progress so what I wanted to share today was some of the things that I have found out about 
HSPs. So just in case it's something that you might recognize in yourself or in others, um, just to sort of help us all understand a bit better. And I am very much learning as I go along. So um, this is what I have found out so far. So it is estimated that 15 to 20% of the population actually um, display HSPC personality traits. So that's, you know, that's almost one in five people. It's quite a lot. And HSP or sensory processing sensitivity is said to be an increased or deeper central nervous system sensitivity to physical, emotional, or social stimuli. And I'm pretty sure it's it can well be a sensitivity to all three of those things because I think my sensitivity is to all three of those things. There are lots of positives to being an HSP, um, but it isn't always easy either. And um, I haven't found it easy in the past, mainly because I it made me feel different. It made me feel like if say if say there was a group of five of us all in the same situation and i was really struggling to cope with it so um let's say i was in a team of six at work there was a boss and five people i'm making this example up but um there was a boss and five people and i was one of those five and the boss was having a right old go at us because something had gone wrong and the other four seem to be just taking it on the chin and coping with it, going along, you know, and just dealing with it. I would be the one really taking it to heart, really feeling like, oh gosh, it was my fault. I What did I not do? Really overthinking what my part in it had been and how I have let everybody else down and um, really sort of taking it to heart. Um, and I, I would have thought, believed in the past in that situation that all five of us were reacting the same way, but the other four were seeming to cope with it so much better. And that just led to um, reinforce my belief that I was somehow broken or defective. But what I have learned this year is that actually my reaction is different and perhaps the others in that situation, which is made up, um, are not feeling quite the same. And my reaction does not mean that I am broken. It just means that I'm really feeling it. And what I have learned is that I do feel things really deeply and I have to be really strict with my self-care and keeping my nervous system as much as I can calm and in rest and digest rather than flight, fight, fight or freeze response because 
after years of chaos and uh, emotional trauma and things like that, my natural go-to for my nervous system is the flight, fight or freeze response. So I have to really be careful because my my body really wants to go there pretty quickly and I have to really look after myself and try and keep myself out of that place as much as possible. And my my typical response is was freeze, which um, won't surprise you as I've already mentioned that I pretty much shut down. Um, I wasn't a fight. I didn't really have a strong fight response. Um, I kept all those feelings in and the flight did come in later on. I did tend to run away from situations, um, but mainly as a child, my response was freeze. So, um, so yeah, I have come to realize that my reactions are different to other people's. Um, what I'm going to um, do is just take you through how I realized I'm an HSP. So I, I listened to lots of different podcasts and I heard people mentioning this HSPC thing um, more and more. And I do believe that as you become open to things, the universe sort of sends those things your way, but very much Actually, it was more empath that came first. So I don't know if you've heard of the word empath. And I've heard varying sort of ideas around HSPs and empaths. And I'm not quite sure about my view on it just yet. Um, I've heard one person talking about HSPs are people who feel things themselves very deeply. And empaths are people who feel things, feelings, emotions, etc., in from other people really deeply. Um, you're unlikely to be an empath if you're un, if you're not an HSP. It's unlikely that you're going to feel things really deeply in other people if you don't feel them in yourselves. I'm not saying it's impossible, I don't know, but I would have thought it was unlikely. But it is possible to be an HSP and feel things really deeply in yourself without necessarily being an empath and feeling things really deeply in other people. I also heard somebody else talk about HSPs and empaths sort of being on a, I think they use the word spectrum, of sensitivity and HSPs are pretty sort of up towards the top so perhaps you know if if the bottom of the scale is not feeling anything at all and the top is the most empathic empath um if that's the thing I think I just made that up but is a you know is a real empath then HSPs are definitely up you know the top half of that scale and empaths are much nearer the top. I, I don't quite know what I think. I think I'm definitely an HSP and I am an empath, but I think I feel things more deeply in myself uh, than I do in other people. But I definitely feel things in other people. I can feel their emotions. Um, 
and what they are feeling, even if they're not talking about it, which actually is quite a positive because in my coaching um, life, I can use my intuition, feeling into those feelings, that empath side of me to help my clients explore explore things but I am very careful about whether I talk about what I am feeling but that kind of comes with the territory anyway I yeah HSP sort of came on my radar more and more um and I there are a few tests there's always a test isn't there uh, that you can find online uh, I, you know, answer all these questions. And if you say yes to more than, I don't know, 10, 15, whatever, then you are definitely an HSP. And I, I did one of these tests and I came out with a really high score and I thought, oh gosh, all these things that I just thought were, were the same in everybody, they're not. And actually these are, these do relate to me and I am an HSP. So some of the things that I said yes to, I haven't got the list of the whole test questions. And if you're interested, you can definitely find those online. But these are some of the things that I that I said yes to, which built up the picture of my sensitivity. So um, I am easily overwhelmed by strong sensory input. Um, other people's moods affect me. I am sensitive to the effects of caffeine and alcohol and actually reducing my intake of caffeine and alcohol uh, over the last year has really helped stabilize my nervous system. It has really, really helped, um, which has been actually quite a surprise to me how much better I feel. Um, yeah. So, um, the first one was uh, easily overwhelmed by strong sensory input. And then another one was I am easily overwhelmed by bright lights, strong smells, coarse fabrics um, and sirens. You know, when I hear a siren go, I sort of go, oh, gosh, where is it? Where are you? Especially if I'm driving. But even, you know, where is it? What is it? Is it an ambulance? Is it a fire engine? Is it a police car? What is it? I wonder where they're going to. You know, my mind just races. And if I'm driving, it's like, where is it? I've got to get out of the way. Uh, um and I find the noise and really loud noises very overwhelming. Um, bright lights as well and really strong smells. And I seem to smell smells stronger than most people um, in my family that I live with. Um, I'll go, what's that smell? And people go, what? I can't get, I don't get, I can't smell it. And I will smell things first for sure. Um, so I definitely have. Uh, increased sensitivity there and coarse fabrics I can't wear wool I can't wear anything scratchy and I have to cut the labels out of everything because they really irritate me so um yeah I'm uncomfortable with loud noises but also I am deeply moved by music and art uh, you know things can bring me to tears really easily I sometimes feel frazzled so that I have to go off by myself. That happens all the time. Um, I am conscientious. I am conscientious. Um, I really am. And if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And I do it to the best of my ability. Um, I startle easily. 
I do. I'm really easy to make jump. I get rattled when I have to do a lot in a short amount of time. Yeah, that's normally my own doing and I've taken on too much and then I get really overwhelmed and then I do get rattled about that. When people seem uncomfortable in their physical environment, I seem to know what to do to make them comfortable. Yep, whether that's a glass of water, take a, take a deep breath, take a minute, open a window. Um, yeah, that is definitely something that I, I, I feel. I try very hard to avoid making mistakes or forgetting things. Absolutely, I'm an avid list maker. <laughs> Um, because I really don't want to forget things. I find it hard watching violent movies and TV shows. That is so true. I thought that was after I'd had kids, but actually it I I, I think it is more to do with my sensitivity. Um, changes in life shake me up. They do, but also I really embrace change. I like change. So um I just have to exercise a lot of self-care around times of change. Being very hungry creates a strong reaction in me, disrupting my concentration or mood. Now that is so true. And I've always said that I'm really sensitive to drops in my blood sugar levels. And little did I know that that's perhaps something to do with my sensitivity. I know there are other medical reasons or what clinical reasons or whatever for that I'm I'm not and I'm not sort of um negating those either but it is interesting that 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 came up because I have always had a sensitivity to that so those were the 15 things that I said yes to out of the 20 which put me high up on the scale of high sensitivity and um you know, with with a high level of sensitivity, um, you know, can also come anxiety. And I do have a tendency towards anxiety if I don't uh, exercise and practice self-care. I can I can feel it coming on much quicker now and react to it with self-care so that it doesn't push me further into overwhelm and and then further. Um, but an anxiety is horrid, but it is also the flip side of intensity and sensitivity and of feeling. And actually being sensitive, intense and feeling is 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 actually really good. So if the flip side of that for me is anxiety, then so be it. And I will do my utmost to manage that anxiety. And having really lent into the sensitivity over the last few months, I am getting much better at keeping the anxiety at a manageable level. Um, so far, so far, so good. So, you know, there are lots of positives to this, to being sensitive. And, you know, just some of those positives are, I find it really easy to empathize with people. Um, when 
I was on my counselling foundation course, um, we very much looked at core conditions of empathy, unconditional positive regard and congruence. And when we started with empathy, I was having a really hard time. I was like, oh my God, what is this empathy thing? What is it? I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't understand what it's talking about. It's obviously something I don't know, but what is it? I just don't understand it. And it took me quite a while to realize that empathy is something that comes really naturally to me. It's something that I just get. I do. I don't even have to think about. Um, and it was a real relief to me to to understand that this thing that I couldn't understand and couldn't get was actually something that I did anyway. But it was also really interesting to find out that not everybody gets empathy. Not everybody manages to be able to show empathy to other people. And certainly not everybody can do it really easily and it doesn't always come naturally. So, you know, Empathy is now, I now see as one of my superpowers, um, you know, which is nice. After years of feeling broken, it's really nice to think that actually there's a superpower there. So what else? What are the other positives? So um, sensitive people, highly sensitive people can have a tendency to be to want to learn all the time, to learn more, to grow um, to develop. That's definitely me. Um, we can see details that other miss, others miss. And certainly this attention to detail was something that served me really well in my previous career as a lawyer. Um, it, 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 yeah, it, it just really did. The detail, being able to hold so many details in my, in my head at once and pull them all together was actually um, really useful as a lawyer. And it is something that a client said to me in a recent piece of feedback as well, that they really appreciated the fact I could hold all the details that they were telling me in a session. I could hold them all together, see the bigger picture, pull them all together in sort of a coherent thread rather than it being a big jumble. And it really helped the client to, to see the position much clearer. So, you know, that's that's another real positive. Um, so yes, we can really see details. I also think it helps us, and it certainly helps me see the bigger picture as well. So I can go from big picture to detail and from detail to big picture, and I can flip between those two quite easily. Um, I'm very reflective. Um, that's another a positive of being a highly sensitive person. This one's a real biggie that people feel sent. Feel, sorry, people feel seen in the presence of a highly sensitive person because HSPs are able to tune in to other people, uh, listen, really listen, listen to understand not just listen to formulate their response, but really listen to understand the other person. And that, that comes hand in hand with empathy. So people really feel seen and heard. 
Uh, HSPs hold space for feelings. Again, that's another another part of empathy. Another sort of element to add on. And HSPs really care about people. And, you know, depending on what line of work you're in, that is a real, really great trait to have in your work and at home, obviously, and with your friendships as well. Um, it was a trait that I have taken to my previous jobs, but it hasn't been well received. Perhaps partly some some of that is to do with the fact that I didn't understand it as well then. And I didn't understand that it was something that I did that perhaps other people didn't. And um, if I didn't understand it, I certainly couldn't explain it to other people. But now I do understand it. I realize it is something that I really bring into my work now, which is fabulous. Um, also, HSPs are in tune with their intuition, which, you know, is also a real positive. And also, you know, innovation and innovative ideas come from intuition. And, you know, we all innovation is a constant need, constant a requirement to keep us moving forward, to keep the world moving forward. So, you know, HSPs are really in tune with their intuition and can really bring about that innovation. So it, there are some real positives. I think the other thing with HSPs is that you're right. When HSPs find their right people, those people really, really matter to them. And, um, those relationships are close and caring and um, are really important. So, um, yeah, I've touched on some other little positives are that not little, but other positives are that HSPs are curious, which, which comes from that um, love of people and tuning into intuition and being reflective. Um, we also feel things really deeply. I mean, I was reading a tweet just about an hour ago and um, in this tweet, this woman was talking about today, she was going to meet the police officer that talked her down from a bridge that she was going to jump off. I don't know how long ago it is, but I got the impression it was a little while ago because the person wrote that she hoped the police officer would be proud to see how far she'd come. And even just talking to you now, I can, it's really making me, <laughs> it's really, it's really making me react. And it's, it, it, I just feel it really deeply. <laughs> Strange, I didn't expect to do that again now, but anyway. Um, Books are just absolutely, you know, a great love of HSPs. We can disappear into a book and it's almost like we jump into it and start living whatever it is we're reading, which is just, um, for me as a, as a child, it was an amazing escape. And 
not that I'm necessarily escaping from anything now, but when I have time to really get into a book, I just love it. Um, I've already touched on that taste, sounds and smells are heightened, um, which, you know, if they're bad taste, sounds and smells, that means that, you know, they're, you know, they're, you know we, we have a really strong reaction to them. But obviously, if they are lovely and nice and um, uh, tastes and sounds and smells that we like, then we get a heightened sense of that. So that's great. And, um, you know, on a similar vein, songs can make us cry or burst into life. Um, yeah, that happens to me all the time. So um, I've, I've not really talked, and I'm not going to talk today about being an empath because that is another thing that I am learning about, but I'm still, I'm still feeling my way into that and I'm still working out um, what I feel about that, I think. So I just wanted to share the bit um, about being an HSP today because that seems really important. It feels really important for me to start sharing this. And what I've also realized is that I thought a lot of my behaviors as an adult. I really thought at the start of this journey back in 2017, 2018, I thought a lot of my behaviors and patterns were driven by my being a child of an alcoholic because some of the traits are quite similar or are definitely similar of me displaying the traits of being a hero child in a alcoholic family. And I'll come on to talk um, about that a bit more. I'm learning more about all that as well. Um, I'm volunteer, I'm training to be a volunteer with NACOA, which is the National Association for Children of Alcoholics. And I am learning more about those things. But for instance, I would have thought that my conscientiousness and my desire to not get things wrong um, and not to forget things came as come from my response to trauma in my childhood. And yes, it some of it does, but now I am no longer in that trauma and I have worked through a lot of that trauma in my therapy. I'm realizing that some of those traits that I always put down to being um, a child of an alcoholic actually are really more fundamental than that. And they are actually part of my traits as being an HSP. And I've also come to realize that I think my experience as a COA was probably, that's a child of an alcoholic, was probably heightened by me being an HSP. I also think being an HSP made me quite a difficult child in that environment. And I have always thought I was a really, I'm doing air quotes now, good girl. And I tried my very hardest to be the best that I could be, the most helpful, good at school, all those things. And that partly was a trauma response, but also I think that 
those things were a result of my response to the trauma which was probably heightened from me already being highly sensitive so it, it it's unpicking all these things and working out what belongs what belongs in which box and which boxes do I want to keep and which boxes do I want to go okay I've looked at that now I don't need that any longer so this is still very much a journey that I am on um but I'm really excited about this, about realising I'm an HSP. I'm really excited about it because it makes sense to me. It makes me feel, what does it make me feel? Less broken, more whole. And, and who doesn't want to feel whole? <laughs> and um, I have started sharing this more with other people I know and it's really interesting how many people are starting saying, oh, I think I, I think that might be me. I'm really quite sensitive. And the more I'm opening up these conversations with my friends and other people that I know, the more it, it is, yes, it's coming clearer for me, but I think some things might be coming clearer for them as well. So it's a real joy to spread this. So I, I am hoping that even if just one of you listens to this and goes, oh, that might be me. And maybe this might help me make sense of my behaviours or, you know, whatever it is that it might help you make sense of. You know, that would just be well worth the time it, it, to, to record this just if that happens or even if you recognise it in somebody else. And maybe, you know, you all know about this already. I certainly didn't. And actually, I know people don't know about this um, already because I've already had conversations with other people who were like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing, but I think that might be me. And it is enabling me to accept my behaviours, my patterns. It's uh, enabling me to take better care of myself knowing the effects that some things have on me and it's also enabling me to embrace the positives that come with this it really is and um I am so glad I have found this out as I have moved into um a, a, a line of work that actually embraces all these positives and it gives me an opportunity to use the positives of my, of being an HSP you know in a way that's positive for me but also positive for other people and my clients get real results um mainly because of the work they do themselves but also because of the relationship I can build with them whether or not they are an HSP but because I can bring my HSP traits to the coaching relationship. And I can't tell you how much of a joy it is after years of doing something that um, didn't fit. So, yeah, um, I, I think I've got a nagging, nagging little thing in my head that I meant to say something else, but I can't remember what it is. And I think that's probably enough for today. There will be, I'm sure there will be more of this to come. 
if this resonates with anybody, um, you know, I'd love to hear from you. I really would. And, um, you know, contact me if you want to, if you, if you want to chat about it, if you want to just go, gosh, that might be me. And, you know, whatever it is, please get in touch. My DMs on Instagram are open. I'm at Safe and Supported Coaching, or you could contact me via my website, which is safeandsupported.co.uk. Um, and we can start um, an email chat up um, and, you know, just get in touch um, if if you want to. I would love to hear from you. So that's it for today. Thank you very much for listening. It's been a real pleasure for me to share this. Um, thank you for listening to the end. And I'll be back next week with something else that's been on my mind. Until then, have a great week. Take care. Okay, bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Meeting of Minds podcast. You can find this podcast in all the usual places. Please tell your friends. Please subscribe. And if you have a moment, I'd be really grateful if you could rate and review as it helps other people find us and helps me spread the messages of empowerment and positivity that I'm really passionate about. If you want to find out more about me, you can visit my website at www.safeandsupported.co.uk. Until next time, bye.